You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. What's up? How's it? How's it going? How's it hanging? How's it hanging? It's cool. Everything's fine. I accidentally took two days off of work, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I took Monday and Tuesday off, so today is my Monday. And I just needed a little break. Like, I just, something hit me and I was like, when's the last time I had like a winter break, a fall break, a spring break? I haven't had that in so long because I work a nine to five. And I was like, oh my God, I could create my own today. I'm going to just take two days off because I don't think I want to go back to work for a minute. What's funny, everybody listening, um, <laughs> I also took off Monday. Had not even texted Jay. I just, I woke up and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I just couldn't yeah do it and then I was and like, I knew pretty early on on Sunday that I wasn't going to be able to do it on Monday I, and that's the thing I was plotting since Sunday for real for yeah real. really <laughs> if I really give it to myself I was playing with myself like no you're not gonna do that and I was like yeah I am fuck I was like, on Sunday I was weighing the fucking pros and cons which already you know means all right I'm willing to take this risk and then Sunday morning, I woke up around maybe 6 a.m. And I was like, yo, I can't do this. Am I going to do this? I'm not going to do this. No, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And then I did it. Could I have used more days? Did I think about today? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but I felt like if I did it one, like twice in one week, that would look crazy. I know. I it looked gluttonous, but I didn't care. No. Not a fuck. And I'm and Thanksgiving it. is next month. And guess what? I'm taking that whole week off too. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm getting my breaks wherever I can. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It hit me all yeah. of a sudden because I'm like, usually I would be going on vacations, coming to see you, us going on trips, da-da-da. So I would need that time. I'm like, I'm not using that time. Why don't I just take it on random days when I don't feel like working? I don't have to. It, hit me. it hadn't hit me before. And it hit me. Yep. Mine was like, you get like two free days. I was like, why haven't I taken a free day? What am I exactly for? It's like paid vacation. It's like, why didn't you take that time? You know? So Yeah, so take it now. Right. And so in other events, everyone, this is like our first solo duo podcast in a while. No? Am I wrong? In so freaking long, we haven't. Whoa, we don't even chat at the top of our pods. That's how you know we haven't talked like had a solo pod in a minute. We don't ever do personal talk, and we just did it, and we're doing it. Mm. I was like, it's been we've we've had you know our extra in the bourgeois for a long time now. Well, we're back. Hi everyone. (laughs) The relationship is closed for now. Again. Um, we'll open back soon. What's crazy is we've only been talking for five minutes, and I feel like we've been talking for longer. For eternity, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. wow. And on that note, uh, today we are going to be reviewing The Real Housewives of Potomac Season 5, Episode 13, titled No Shows and Showdowns. So if you had to rate this episode... From an A plus to F scale, what would you give? Um, then I'll give this a B. Yeah. Where you at? I was gonna dare to say B minus this time, but um, you know, I'll, I I could do B. Yeah, we're just in a in a B place. We've had a couple B episodes in a row. 
B minuses. I mean, we can only not help but address it. <laughs> it's, this is just us here. We can talk it's crazy. Okay. Right, exactly. Yeah, we can say anything. Um, yeah, so there's that. And and I'm guys, look at me. I'm I i do not want to speak out of turn here because it's I don't know. I don't know everything. But Ooh. Mm. <sighs> the the mid-season trailer looked great. It looked juicy, it looked amazing. We're waiting for those moments. I don't know how long the season order is, like how many episodes is gonna be. What episode are we on right now? Thirteen. Exactly. So what do we have? Like seven more episodes, something like that. So all of this needs to happen. In a short Wait, amount of time like really? that. They, they get a they get a um twenty episode arc. Oh. I was thinking I was thinking, yeah, if they're gonna do it long. I wonder what I forgot what last season was. Hold on, let me go look. So I don't know when all the juicy shit happens, but if it continues at this pace for longer, I will say the season's overhyped. I'll say Ooh. that. Oh wow. They got twenty one episodes last year, including their three part reunion. Okay. So yeah, wow. we're around there. So I'm wondering where this all goes. It was good. Yeah, it was entertaining. Sure, but I it wasn't better than the last season. <laughs> last season was wild. Wow. Right. Clink clink the husband, the soap, drag me pregnant, it all started there. And that's not even the whole Michael Darby of it all. We can always like him as, him as a as a person. Like <laughs> he was a full friend of last he season. He literally needs to hold the champagne glass. <laughs> he be bringing it. Center champagne glass, <laughs> might I add, <laughs> last season, and he played a wonderful housewife. So, and not in obviously what he did was disgusting, but I'm talking about in terms of plot and things to watch. He gave us a lot of content last year, so. This I just feel like the fight is getting a little dragged on, and I want to move. I want us to move on from it. I think this is around the last episode where I want to see us talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just laughing because it's not going to happen. <laughs> like this is the rest of the season plotline. But I will say, so remind me when we get to Monique's little part, which comes up soon. But about what I'm thinking. I don't know if we've said it before. I don't know if it's been confirmed or something, but I'm thinking she did something to do something. So I guess let's just get into it. So like I said, we we've all we're giving it a B. I'm willing to be generous this time since Jay Let's give it a B minus. <laughs> Who cares? It's a B minus. <laughs> okay, so it's a B minus. I was trying to be we've get we've given a lot of voluntary Bs to them. Let's give a B minus. Right, right, right. It's like that kid that keeps coming to you and like keep you know trying to get that extra credit, but it's like babes. I can't keep doing that. I've been giving you extra credit. I've been bumping you up a little bit. But now it's time for me to admit that you're giving me B-minus work. So let's get into it. <laughs> let's talk about why this episode is a B. No, actually a B-minus. So Giselle hops out of her damn car, that Minnie Cooper. She's <sighs> um, such an interesting car for an interesting lady. And um, we get a zoom-in close-up of her Dior bag, which, okay. And she's walking into Smith Jewelers. Hmm, what could she be doing? She's meeting up with Mr. Juan Dixon about Robin's ring. So Smith's Jewelers is hideous. The interior is disgusting. <laughs> they got the same bar. I don't want my... she has in her room, her house. I saw somebody said that on IG, and that that was absolutely true. Especially when they show it from confessional to the actual 
place, it looks insane. Um, so I I just wouldn't want my ring to come from a place, no matter how much my ring costs. I don't give a fuck if it costs ten dollars. It's gonna come from a chicer looking place than this place right here. I'll tell you that. It's no Tiffany blue, all right? Let's just say that. <laughs> um, anywho, they're ring shopping, and simultaneously, we're also getting snapshots of what Miss Robin Dixon herself is doing, and she is recording for her embellished.shop, and her 10-year-old son, Carter, is recording and filming for her, and it's not. He's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, he's so funny. It's not going well for him. He, she was like, you talk. They like messed me up. And he was like, bitch, I had a comment. I was just saying. <laughs> like, you did ruin the video with your little comment. You knew you ruined the video, but you're trolling. Because Loki, she fucked up first. And then that's why he made a little comment. Like, oh, she should have had the other son do it. He's a little more cool with it. The, he's a little clown, that one. <laughs> <laughs> he's a jokester. Right. So we're back in the Jewelers shop, Smith Jewelers. Giselle makes it known that Robin wants the Morganite stone because that means eternal love. <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny. Um, Did that not remind you of Moissanite from fucking Selling Sunset? The first thing that's what I thought. I was like, is that Moissanite? Marinette? What is? What are all these not diamond words for getting a ring? Right. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> I'm confused. Okay. And then so this troll of a jeweler shows one who's in here in a sweatsuit by the way so if we're just like judging based off of like outward appearance which i know is terrible but like everyone does it so i'm just gonna say that we should do that did he look like he was gonna buy a ring for fifty nine thousand dollars? i thought that was crazy that that was the first ring she showed him but she probably thought he was a retired athlete like chris samuels that still had his money mm. so she was thinking it's all right mm. And then he cut it down, everybody, to eight to ten thousand. I'm stunned. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I, oh, I want my ring to cost more than ten thousand dollars. And then I got into like a little K hole because I was like, "Am I like not aware of how much shit costs?" Am I superficial? Like because I thought ten thousand was like on the low end, isn't it? I know locals that have spent ten thousand, no problem. So well, maybe they're locals. A plus B would equal, <laughs> I believe, C. <laughs> um. So I'm just, but I'm, and I know local, a lot of locals that have spent more. But that's what's even more shocking. I feel like. On the range of people that I have been semi-involved in their ring storyline, um, 10000 is on the low end. I'll say that. And what's crazy is that he really said eight. Whenever you give like a range bracket yeah. like that, you really mean the lower end when it comes to money at least. Like, you know, I could do a cool 20, 30. 20 is where you're really comfortable with. 30, you were stretching it. So... <laughs> It's 25 if you really get sold on something. Exactly. So I was just like... <sighs> that made me sad. But anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> I th- This is tragic. <laughs> I mean, I'm not happy that what little storyline they have. This is it. I hate this. I hate to see it like this. This is not the kind of love I want. 
Like, he should have done the ring shopping off camera than if he only had a little money and then just surprise her with that big ring that's not diamonds. And then we all would have thought, oh, it looks like a murky yellow diamond like that she got on purpose like Luann got with Tom. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, we, I wouldn't have known anything. I wouldn't have known anything. I don't I don't like a canary yellow diamond, especially not on a fucking ring. Are you crazy? Anyway. Like, on my act. But isn't, I thought... So this whole time, when they were saying more night, I thought that was supposed to be like a pinkish rose gold. Yeah. It's a pink to orange pink variety. <laughs> it's a Morganite engagement ring tacky. Let's see what it says. Ah, is that what it is suggesting? Yes, it's on one of these wedding boards. Some bitch had a tacky ring and she needed people to confirm for her that it was tacky. Wow, that's really upsetting. I really wish he would have done this off camera. <laughs> Someone's and then someone got mad defensive. They were like, "No, Morgan is beautiful." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! No! Oh. Again, giving me a moissanite ring from Selling Sunset. So whatever that means. I got Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Juan, I thought more of you. Quite honestly, I'm. It's just sad to see because he went from like. Wasn't he like professional, like professional NBA player? And now this, it can't all be because of Robin's fault. <laughs> it just, it can't be. Is it? Robin squandered that much money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. Not squandered, but yeah. The other day, I got in a K hole too, looking at money because obviously this episode, I was thinking, um, or by the other day, I literally mean today. But anyway. I was looking at Chris Samuels, his contracts for when he played with like the Redskins mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, wow, we're talking forty-five mil. Wow. I said Monique is more than fed. Wow. I mean, I knew they were comfortable. But I was like, I need a factor figure. Like, obviously, he spent wow. a portion of that money, and now they're estimating his net worth is around like a fifteen million. But still, like, he had That's a forty. So he had in his hands. Forty-five million dollars, and he got a sign-on bonus. I forgot what it was, but it was a couple million as well. And that's crazy. So it was really yeah, shocking. He is over here. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but it's just crazy that he's over here. You know, still having his money while Juan doesn't. And Juan was in basketball. Like football is like one of the least paid sports. Wow. And it was Chris is a big boy, so he's a lineman. He's not even a quarterback. That salary is more, or like a receiver or something. Like, he is just what want. I need to have a serious conversation. I need to understand because this says he was round one, pick 17. Are you able to find his contract as well? Do we know what he was racking in? Let me see. I mean, it was the Wizards, but NBA is NBA is NBA. He was only with the Wizards for a year. Oh, was he one of those Corey Beermans who got traded every year? Bitch, it looks like he was with them for a year. This can't be true. <laughs> and then went and went overseas after that? On September 24, 2008, the Washington Wizards signed Dixon to a partially guaranteed oh, one-year deal for $1.03 million. The veteran's minimum for a player with Dixon's experience. What veterans minimum for a player with his experience? What did he come from overseas, or did he get drafted out I of college? I think he did. Let's see. Dixon was drafted 17th overall by Washington Wizards in the 2002 NBA draft. He spent the first three years of his NBA career with the Wizards. Okay, no, this is he had three seasons. Okay, something was lying. I okay, was like, that can't be true. 
Uh uh-uh. uh. In his first game back in DC, Dixon was given a standing ovation. <laughs> Y'all need to stop it. I would have stayed. <laughs> Straight up. So next we're in Monique's house and Pearl is there. And as you know, Pearl is, I guess, was it Chris's godfather or uncle? I can't remember. Um Yeah, sorry. Godfather. Goddaddy. God if for all our P Valiers, <laughs> yeah. And um apparently he's been just very instrumental in Monique and Chris's relationship. They did a flashback to when he was sitting. If you remember, it's an infamous scene where um, Shirley calls her a heifer uh, <laughs> on camera. Anyway, but apparently, like, they had some storyline where, I don't know, Monique was mad at Chris and called Pearl, and then Pearl had Chris on the line, you know. Shit that's only cute to the people that are married to each other, so it's fine. Like, ooh, y'all almost broke up once and called the same person. Ooh. Crazy. Yeah, I was just like, I was just like, all right. But people like tell like their relation. It's you know, I try to listen because I'm like, you know, to you like that's significant. But like, you have to understand like no one else cares. You know, (laughs) it's sometimes it is interesting. I like to listen to an interesting arc, but I am a hater. But I don't think in this case I'm hating. So in either event, he's basically here to help her put together all the gift bags and goodies and such for her. Not Blaze Miles podcast, live podcast. Um, they're using the elevator. She has an elevator at her home. Right. He makes a comment like, "Damn, it's always right. some different stairs to different go down route. here." He's like, "I ain't never been down this route before." Again, they live in a resort. Um, and it's literally decorated like one. It's decorated like a fucking Great Wolf Lodge. I'm mm-hmm. like, can you please? It's wild. Caroline, can you please have better taste? But it's fine. And so she's just talking to Pearl about what's going on in her life and all sorts of stuff and how she said she was hurt, didn't even know she was hurt. And then Pearl kind of made this, I don't know, um, comparison to her being a boxer in a ring. And I was like, oh. And I don't know if I could give her that much. And all sorts of stuff. And basically, Monique was saying that she wanted to apologize to Candace at some point, but then she got the lawsuit, so she didn't apologize. Um, but back to my earlier point, thanks for reminding me not. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to ask is, did Monique fight Candace to get promotion for her live podcast? You're talking about in real time back in October, like because she, she, didn't, she didn't have, have any tickets. tickets. So did she fight Candace, leak the story to the blogs so that she will look more interesting and that her name was out there? All press right. is good press. And then now that the podcast is here and the sales did not <laughs> pick up after that, she's on this apology tour. Wow. You really right? shaking me right? up right here because it, I didn't think it, about it, that. And I was like, did anyone else mm. say that? I don't think so. I think that's true, though. And it tracks. And all the Monique lovers are not going to want to hear any no, of this. So fast forward too. about three minutes. She <laughs> is a horrible person. And and I don't think that she makes many great decisions within this group. I don't like the way she carries herself within this group. Or maybe in life. I don't know her outside of this group. But I don't like the way she moves Again, never have, never will. 
So for that to be true, tracks to me, especially I have to go back to earlier in the season when she told Candace off camera. You know, I had to do that like for the show, girl. I ain't even tripping oh, with the hot mic moment. Exactly. She likes to plot. She at that was her like we should already know all of these. Assume everyone likes to plot on this show. It's ridiculous if you're on this show and you don't plan your character. It's a show. It's basically a soap opera. They have to do that. So I get that. But she admitted on Hot Mike that she will amp some shit up, no problem. So now that we know that, and it's like getting to the point where it's starting to blur the lines between us being on camera, amping shit up, and us being off camera like, bitch, you just did that to me? So the fact that she would do something like that, Good track. it um, yeah. adds up. Yeah, it, it really hit me when I was watching yeah. this episode. Um, for the second time, just like, you know, going over and refreshing myself, I was like, no, I think this bitch was plotting the whole time. And I think that she banked on people being anti-Candace enough that they would take her side. I think she banked on it. Um, Robin was like, you know, uh, I don't know. Wendy basically said no. And I think she also called Karen and Karen was like, yeah, sure. So this whole time that we've been saying, I think something else is going on. I think this was what was going on in her head. That she just needed to <laughs> amp her brand up. <laughs> but anyway, the scene continues and she decides that she's going to call the girls um, and invite them to her live podcast. She's claiming that I'm this whole new person now, which is actually really funny because it was later revealed that it's only been two weeks since her sit down with the girls where she was saying, I don't give a fuck. I'm not apologizing. So the whole, you know, I've changed. I've been working on myself and it's only been two weeks is pretty crazy. Again, supports my theory that she was doing this for some clout for her podcast because now she's in damage control mode. Um, She didn't anticipate having to do this much damage control, but she has to do it anyway. And so... Obviously, she calls the girls, and they all kind of give her the cold shoulder. So what did you think about, or did you think about the girls' individual responses at all? Wendy was on a soapbox (laughs) because she loves to hear herself talk. (laughs) And that's fine. Um, So you could just say no. I don't, I'm not coming. But whatever, everybody didn't want to come, and that shouldn't be a shock. That's why she did it and set it up on the show, like, oh, Uncle Pearl, I'm having so many issues. Or Pearl, you don't know what's... I don't know what's going to happen with these ladies because you knew exactly what it was. None of them were going to come. And talk about hitting it where it hurts in her pocket. Now, this I wanted to say on the show. She's pissed none of these bitches come to this shit because that also brings traction and that sells tickets. If we hear the whole cast is going to be there and it's a filming, that's a whole nother situation than just Monique is hosting a show by herself and Ashley right. will be there too. So she was sick and they... That's why they have all those... Sh- events during the season where they're promoting your brands and all that and they need other ladies to come it's just all part of it so i feel like it's an unspoken thing you come and support those scenes because we need everyone there for that so for them to not come right it wasn't even half the cast it was her it was monique's yeah. event oh and ashley's there hmm. too and not even michael jeez <laughs> not even dean feeling that lump nobody so we're back and we are now with Karen and Ray Huga and they're at therapy and I thought the therapist 
office was pretty interesting because it was not like, you know, you sit on the couch or you recline or whatever. It's just like she's at a desk and you're sitting there in front of her desk. It, it looked like a business meeting. Conference. It was just whatever they have to do to get them through this marriage. Um, so they revealed they've been married for 23 years, together for 25. And Ray says he's working on his third retirement. And she's just kind of blossoming into, you know, this new businesswoman, these new business adventures. Karen's face was doing like a weird thing while he was saying that. I I don't know if it's because she was scared about what he was going to say or she was just so pleased. Yeah, because last time he flew off the handle and said he didn't yeah, know so who left her. So she's she frightened. Just doing a lot of movements that, you know, if she was on the narrow floor that I was on. I thought something was happening. I was just like, why is she moving her face that much? And like in the <laughs> scariest ways. But it's just the same argument that we've been seeing from both of them for the past couple weeks now. It's like he wants her to be a housewife. She's not a housewife. <laughs> in the same way that she used to be anymore. And that's like bothering him to his core. Um also probably feels emasculated just because he had to you know look to her to quote unquote soldier up and that's pretty much just the gist of it to me like I don't think there was anything revealed that was significant um but what I will say is that I'm noticing towards women and their men when they start making money the men in their life start to flip. Do you notice that? Like, their relationships kind of go to shit after that. I'm thinking of Karen, I'm thinking of Teresa, and I'm thinking of Candy. It's, With Candy, uh, who do you mean? Her mom? No, but the money didn't... Well, for Candy, it was a little different because she, like, had money going in. But Teresa and Karen didn't have money going in. And when they started making money, I feel like that's when they're... Or had to make money themselves that's when their relationship started kind of going to shit. And with Candy, it's not that her relationship is necessarily going to shit, but money is still a factor in her relationship with Todd. Okay, this is what I'll say about Teresa and Karen. (laughs) What's really fucked up is that that sign loves money more than a lot of other signs. So once... So once they start making it, it's like they're always chasing the money and the money's going to come before you. All of a sudden, the only thing they love more than relationships is money. So it's just super shitty that she used to devote all of that energy, that money-making energy in the ray. And then he feels like the life is sucked out of him because he no longer gets any of that. Not even a portion of it because now all that energy is on getting the money. And it's like if you had done your job. Sorry. <laughs> and maybe that's the problem. Maybe like the like their husbands feel that on like a subconscious level because it's kind of like, well, if you hadn't gotten the money, then I could have been focused on you. Then I would have been happy to just be at home cooking and cleaning and fucking whatever you wanted. But once a tourist woman feels like she got a boss up, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> like you definitely do become second in the relationship. Period. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think this therapy session helped? Do you feel like when Ray apologized, he really meant it? It was a little stiff for me. And I really feel like this is just like a repeating. I don't feel bad for for Ray. And I'm tired of him doing that. I'm glad he said the apology, of course, because she needs to hear that. Was it stiff? Yes, he's stiff. 
I don't. I don't have anything to add to this. I honestly, again, I feel a little bit at a point where the show where I feel like it's a little Groundhog's Day. I kind of watched this scene a couple weeks ago and the week before that, and I think the week before that, too. So I don't know. The next scene we have, uh, Wendy, she's with her family. They're being wholesome again. She does this weird, not weird thing. I guess, like, anybody would be curious, but she gives her um, kids some breasts to try. But she only gives them, like, thimblefuls. I'm like, and she tried to make it a little bit of a bit. I was a little bit confused by yeah, what was, was happening, like, but I let it slide. It was like, what does milk make you do? I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Anyway. Um, and she's like, when's the last time you had the milk? She's quizzing this kid. He said, Tuesday. How did it make you feel? Great. Why was it good? Because it's your milk. What did it do? Revive you. Hello? Like, Hello? Hey, and I'm like, what is really? happening? There's such a thing as over-communication. That's what I thought that scene was. I don't know. We get it. Your kids are smart. Or you're smart and you want smart kids, so you're teaching them to talk. <laughs> it's just like it it just doesn't really do much for me, but whatever. My mother as an educator, I think I'm triggered by that because my mom's an educator, let alone an English educator. So the quizzing and the always having to be on and be smart at every moment, <laughs> mommy, maybe I wanted to be dumb right now. Maybe I wanted to say right. and just yeah. be cool with you. <laughs> Where is that option? <laughs> So Wendy, I'm I'm talking for your kids. Calm it down. <laughs> they don't want to do all that all the time. It's a <laughs> lot to watch. Okay. It's a lot to watch. Wendy, if you ever come across this podcast, sorry, girl. Anyway, um, then she decides to take the opportunity to call bitches about an event called Wine with Wendy. Pretty crazy because she's like never mentioned this event at any point ever before this. She made it seem like an annual thing, right, and I'm like, like, oh yeah, Wine yeah, with Wendy. Like, no, I said it was coming up question mark any other time preluding to it and i thought that was just interesting that it was they you know bravo's messy they aired at the same time that monique was kind of having her little event too so did they cut the scene she mentioned it before i don't know hmm. but anyways right it's it's on the cutting room floor just thing. wondering um but basically if you're wondering why with wendy is an event where women get together and they talk about pressing issues that are going on sounds like any other event that Wendy has thrown and um this time they're talking about incarceration and voting while drinking okay um I don't know if that floats your boat she said that she's looking for women with that make positive contributions to the community not women that beat other women and I was like beat is like a really strong word (laughs) what is happening with this storyline she loves this is her favorite storyline of all time. This couldn't have been, oh, she's gonna come like, on a worse season. To say that Monique beat Candace is a lot for me. And I'm anti-Monique to like the cows come home. But to say that she beat Candace is a bit much for me, Wendy. I need you to sit down. I need you to take a couple of those bundles out your head. You got the same issue that Candace does. You're over bundling. Maybe reverse that <laughs> dropper and put a few Wait. dropper of um, breast milk <laughs> in your you mouth and calm yourself down. You need the calming properties. I'm not understanding the drama that she's pretending to give this season. It's very annoying. Um... And it's really a damn shame because she first found on I thought I did like her. 
but I've, I've been quickly realizing what's concerning to me about <laughs> what she's doing with these bits is she's just she's too quick it's truly concerning she's just too quick to go with it too like for example the ashley thing that happened at monique's vacay home she jumped on that so quickly she couldn't wait a millisecond i don't hang out with fake bitches like you and i'm like okay like oh right it's a lot um and maybe you're a little angsty to come on the show and make an impression that's what it reads to me is that you need to do something you need to do it quick you don't have to just let it ride and just naturally be be in it we would love to see you in some real organic drama don't worry it'll be your time will come it will be your turn just wait season energy but like without the foundation of a good first so it's feeling really crazy. It's feeling I'm just trying to stay on the show. Um, yeah. And I hear that. You're trying to launch a new career path for yourself. You said before I tell mom I'm retiring, I got to solidify right. my spot. Oh, get a two-year contract. That. But you got to calm down. If you had just came on as Dr. Wendy and, and, and just rocked that lane, that would have been great because nobody was beefing with you. Giselle was obsessed with you. And even though I don't like Giselle, clearly she seems to be the focal point of the show and everybody, you know, in the audience seems to love watching her. Um, again, big question mark, but so getting close to Giselle is not a bad strategy either. So uh, she could have been okay if she just wanted to rock, but she just, I don't know, she's being extra. But in that event, she starts talking to Candace. Again, Groundhog Day, Candace lets us know that um, I'm going to actually put in the description box like Groundhog Day for this episode. <laughs> I might have to just title it that myself. Um, Candace lets us know, yeah, I'm having panic attacks, many panic attacks about this event. What's going to happen? What's going to be said now? Blah, 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 blah. And then after that, we're on to another Groundhog's Day scene. And in this case, it's Groundhog's Day because we've seen this relationship before and it clearly didn't work out. But we're at Angel and Adore's school. You know what? I think they should say Adore and Angel. That flows with the tongue a little better. That's just a quick side note, everyone. Apparently, Jamal flew from ATL to come watch Angel's presentation on God knows what. And Giselle's driving back to the airport. And then they start talking about them. Do you have anything that you want? We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. Um, gee, there was a lot of stuff going on. So did he touch down today and then leave today? So. He didn't even stay for one night? And they made it seem like since it was like an hour and a half flight that he was just going to like pop in, you know, pop it out. Because I didn't even see any bags. There was no loading of the um, trunk. There was no unloading of the trunk. I could not even confirm to you. It's really upsetting. He could have put a date night in, fit in a quick lunch. Our date shouldn't be us driving. She decides to have this conversation with this man about where their relationship stands. And she is saying she's committed. And he's acting like this is the first time he heard that. And he said, I thought you had a battleground. And this whole analogy with her protecting herself because he's an asshole. Which, like, yeah. And she was like, well, obviously I'm in it. I'm going to, like, have reservations even while I'm in it because like it happened multiple times like I was like, yeah, like yeah you gotta work with me here 
And he was like, well, now that I hear that, I'm totally in this. <laughs> what was he doing yesterday? I felt like he, I was in his audience. I was in the pews and he was on the pulpit and he was making me think things that like are not true. Because as I was watching the scene, I was yeah, Giselle, like you never even said to him like that you were serious about this and that. And I'm thinking like, yeah, like you didn't make it known. And even like the way that she was kind of like approaching him about it, I thought was a little peculiar. But now I'm thinking like, no, but like he knows damn well she was serious. Like a woman is not going to get back with you after you did her that dirty. If she, oh, And she's not going to sacrifice her relationship with her dad, who she's close to, for the sake of saying I'm in a relationship with you. We just spent my birthday together. You just flew here randomly all the time to spend time with me. Also, I don't know. Aren't you on this TV show with me? Didn't we tell our daughters? What do you like, mean what? you didn't know? So wow. that th- that just threw me off. So I, okay. Wow. I Shocking to me. Now. Anyway, so she gives him a hug. They get out the car. She says, can I give you a hug? She says, oh, I'm so glad you're mine. My Jamali. <laughs> I thought it was on me about that. Um. <laughs> I just felt very like uncomfortable with that scene and with that statement, and even the way they hugged. I don't know. I think I'm creeping myself out. Like it was just very um. During the week of Halloween, just a little too spooky for me. I didn't like it. (laughs) Creepy. I was like, this is... (laughs) Jeepers Creepers, that was weird. Oh, you're mine. My Jamali. He ain't even, like, grab her booty. He ain't grab her around the waist. It wasn't like a... It was just very, like... We've seen Robin and Juan when they were divorced living together show more affection. Both Darby shows actually more affection. Are they playing it modest because right, he's shy pastor? TV, but we know what you do. We know how you get down. Like, like they're not supposed to be fornicating, so we're supposed to pretend that it begins and ends with a friend hug. I just hate when I can't feel the passion. Okay, in a couple's relationship, I don't have to think your man is cute. I don't have to think you're cute. But in my opinion, like Alex McCord and, and Simon, but that's a disgusting passion. couple. I don't think either of them is attractive, but do I feel that he passion. absolutely? And I even feel yeah. like Simon wasn't completely straight. But for Alex, he was willing to be, okay? They had passion. And I event, while y'all are sitting on that, we're going to move on. So we're at this, we're finally at the fucking podcast. I'm so glad because now we can stop talking about the podcast. A winery spot okay. is what I saw on the. But it's some sort of awning or something winery, when so it first came in. Interesting. Um, I don't know if you know, but at mixing with Monty, Monty made an appearance in this episode. She's a <laughs> whole friend of in this episode. <laughs> so I would love to know where she's at without having to like listen to a pod or just ask her or something. But yeah, she was here at this thing, at this event. And amazing. they showed her on camera. It was hysterical. Um, yeah, maybe she'll have some tidbits on as to what was really occurring <laughs> in this particular scene. But in either event, we're seeing people coming in. It looks like there's like a little bit of a healthy crowd, but we know that she didn't sell all her tickets, so it can't be that healthy. But 
they're gonna make the best of it as Monique says herself and um Chris is there in support which is great because I'm sure he just wants to know where his $200,000 went as are we all and that's pretty much it and then Monique just she has a conversation with Ashley and then Ashley has that weird smirk on her face that she always kind of does like it it never kind of clears away I guess that's I don't know maybe that's a Gemini thing but um, she has this like weird kind of like smirk on her face, but she's squinting and listening to Monique as she talks about why Karen's not there. And just to let y'all know, Karen is not here because she doesn't feel well and won't be able to make it to the podcast, which is what she told Monique. But I think it's because if Karen went, then it might have qualified for a cast event or a half cast event, something. And maybe that was her being supportive of Candace by not trying to give it too much promo. You know, right? That was her solidarity. Um, and that's what I'm gonna say because I like Karen, so I wouldn't. It doesn't make sense that she just wouldn't show up for Monique unless there was some other motive behind it. And then she talks about how she extended it to Robin and Wendy, and obviously they were like, "Uh, fuck off." I'd like to mention that that lady earlier also asked her like, "What's on limits and what's off limits?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, the fight." Like Candace, like don't bring it up. The lady was like, "Oh okay." <laughs> Liar. Right, you're like pretending like you don't want anybody to bring it up, but like you kind of do. If it goes with your theory, of course they would bring it up, even if she, you know, doesn't say anything about it. It's still like that's what we were here for anyway to hear just her, even just say pray for it, exactly, which confirms it all. Um, and then I guess does anything else happen in that scene? And so the only thing left to note of the scene is just <laughs> Ashley reveals to Monique that. Um, Karen told Candace if she were her, she would sue. Which I don't. I guess we could pretend like that's like a really big deal, but I don't know if it is. I can see myself saying that like just real off the cuff, like not even putting two two together and not like like I would sue that bitch, just like just shit. talking shit. Like bitch, come on, you talking? You know, saying like you're like oh my god what should I do and you gonna hyper up like that's just I don't know I just feel that's how it goes Ooh, and if I'm really 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 going in the weeds here do you remember when Karen said that one time to Ashley one of my favorite reads Karen ever had was I'll sue you for your restaurant and give it to your mama she likes a sue joke that's true and she's a tourist we were just talking about early in this episode they like money so obviously like her jokes would have evolved around (laughs) taking someone else's money because that's your nature. Fucking and it's funny. Always. So after Ashley makes that reveal, I don't know. Monique is taking it personally. She's acting like Karen is the fucking wicked witch. And I just don't agree. I just think Karen's making a joke. And or just like, you know, trying to be supportive of a friend. I don't think she actually was insinuating or thinking that Candace was going to like genuinely go out and sue the bitch. Uh, but maybe she should have. I mean... She pulled your wig and tried to make you look stupid on camera. Sure, she owes you a couple grand. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck it. it. I said Just it. Pay the bitch a little something. You got a little coin. And you know she need a coin. Maybe right, you can settle out of court. Yeah, just up. to put your hands on a broke bitch. Because she don't got nothing to lose. You did. It's also interesting that this Pearl's also panelist. Is that what I saw? Because uh, he's up there on stage too, right? Huh. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's heavily involved. Okay, so the only thing worth noting in this next scene is between Juan and Robin. You know, they're out with their kids bowling. The only thing really important is that Juan tells Robin's parents that he 
has intentions of making Robin into an honest woman again. And I thought it was interesting because my problem with Juan is that he's just doing like very broke things. Like you're going to tell my parents that you're going to marry me. Granted, it's the second time, but marry me at the fucking bowling alley with the fucking pizza, hot wings and the pizza and the fries in front of me. I just went to the pisser and this is the time you decide to pull my parents aside and say that you want to make me your wife. They would have been better at the house. Is the bar. It's low. The bar is low. It would have been better at the house. The house would be more respectable. Yes, it's the second time around. Yes, we all knew it was coming. Yes, it's about due time. But my parents deserve to hear that again. And be fake assed again. In a better setting than the fucking bowling alley. Smelling like and within he had a three minute timer on because she was she oh she didn't go take a fucking shit she went to go piss real quick and touch up her makeup five minutes max he said boys come over here I have something to say like this what is this is sloppy if you're sloppy. gonna do it do it right I mean, obviously the kids because he's not doing it right like, oh do we do we tell her no and so anyway Robin's parents pretend like they're happy and excited and thrilled and they're not but hey. The only other thing also to note is that Robin revealed to her parents that she had the tax debt, but her mom was like, I found out on IG. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was funny. I would just never understand Robin's tax debt because you went through like probably the biggest financial tur- turmoil of your life. Why are you handling your finances yourself? You are clearly not capable. You are clearly not good. And I'm not even saying that to bash you. You're not good. It's fine that you're not good because there's actually resources for you and for people like you that are bad with their finances. Why are you handling your shit on your own? You're good at making she cats <laughs> teas. You're not so great she at caps. handling finances. She cats. Okay. So we're at Wendy's wine with Wendy event. And let's talk outfits because to me that's more important than what happened at this event. Ooh. I liked Karen's a lot. It's she has, you know, this it's this burgundy maroon leather cord, <laughs> but it's like leather pants in the burgundy, but they're tight, form fitting, looks really good. And this like suit top, and then like the burgundy underneath looks really nice and chic. And then obviously her characteristic platinum blonde. You know, she is an old woman, but her body is right. Do not get Karen twisted. Um, Wendy's was okay. It was just like a big, like green skirt, kind of like a line pleated with um a gray top? Question mark. Ashley's. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Nothing special. The, it was. I was shocked by the four maroon ladies. I thought it low key was a theme at first. I'm like, whoa, no, was just it a maroon fall. theme? Just fall for black people. You know, we love good maroon. <laughs> A seasonal maroon. Candace's was interesting. It was the mustard yellow suit, kind of jacket with the shorts, but then her shoes were kind of like these strappy. I like the them. shoes. They were, were like strappy, black strappy black um, heels. I said black strappy black chops. <laughs> black strappy heels, and they had like little feather accents on the back. I like that a lot. Um, she had that do up ponytail that she likes. But it went with the outfit, so it was fine. 
Um, Giselle's was hideous, and Robin's was hideous. And obviously, Robin decided not only was she gonna make her outfit hideous, she was also gonna throw on probably the worst wig in housewife history. I don't know if I would take it that far because that Rick James wig that Ashley wore in that confessional is the <laughs> most unbelievable thing I think I've ever seen in my life. According yeah, to the Real Bad Fashions IG page, they said congratulations to Robin Dixon for being inducted into the Bad Wigs Hall of Fame and they had her at the top. Right under her was the Nini hair blown humidity wig looking like syndrome. And that's worse than that too. I'll give her that. <laughs> Nini's is worse than that. That shit was insanity. Like syndrome, honey. Yeah. It was Frankenstein. When Candace in her confessional said we need to burn that wig and it will probably burn like melt because it's synthetic. I was actually I crying when she said that. I I thought it was crazy that every single person had a negative thing to say about that damn wig. And I guess Robin tweeted after the show, like, yeah, I know the wig wasn't the look. Like, I mean, bad. that's all she can say after that. She got fucking roasted. That, I mean, that's what Nene said after she got caught up, too. She yeah, was like, Oopsie. That was bad. You caught me. Also, Candace had another fire line where she was like, what are you doing hiding from the yeah. IRS payer taxes? <laughs> Great. Although I thought it was a little too pot me kettle when Ashley was like, I don't like it. I'm like, bitch. You're up there with the greats. Yeah, so don't do that. Um, Karen said it's not a good look. (laughs) And just also the wig is to not be repeated. And remember that helmet wig she used to wear season one, Giselle, with the, it was like, it looked like a cap in the front with the bang and it had the one blonde streak, Mm -hmm. but it was brunette. You know what I'm talking about? That's up there too. That's wild. Wild. It's just interesting when people, because there's levels to like a bad wig, you know what I mean? There's levels to it. Um, that one is like an all around. As soon as you see it, you're like, "That's a bad wig." That's not even like I'm like up close on it, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, ooh, you know, she missed a couple lace pieces, or she maybe she needed to tweeze a little bit more. It's like as soon as I see you from like a mile away, I'm like, "Yeah, that's a bad wig." And she actually definitely got it from the same store as that Elvira. Exactly. Wig. Maybe it is the Elvira wig, but she just washed it and it curled up or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> I... <laughs> it's really bad. And so, anyway, technically we're still at Wendy's event. Um, But just know, it was just, um, you know, like another kind of Black women empowerment. They were talking about voting and how to speak up with your you know, to your politicians and who it's important to vote for. The election's on Tuesday, yeah, everybody vote. vote. It's important. I'm making it seem like what she was saying was not important, but that's, like, literally not the case. It's just that, to me, the information was revolutionary. Um, You know what? Let me not even say that. Right, but it was definitely an empowerment thing because she was like... When she did that HBCU funding example, and they were all like in the crowd being like, Mm-mm. she was like, Yes, we need to speak. And I was like, Okay, like, yep, this is her little rally. And it was cool. Yeah, whatever. She's doing that's her, her job. job. She's doing what she loves. And, you know, that's okay to see. Um, for some reason, because why not? Karen and Candace decide to take this time to go downstairs and have a little chit chat. Um, Giselle says that she notices something's going on with Karen and she wants to be a good friend to her. I'm like, well, 
that's new for you. I hate that it even has to happen because I don't really like Candace coming at her being like, I feel like you're not on my side. But at the same time, she's clearly like playing middle leaning toward Monique. So I understand being hurt and wanting to call it out. But something about it ain't right to me. And I feel like just let it go. Like it's not as much of a big deal as she's making Mm -hmm. it. I don't know. Maybe there's some truth to that. But do I feel like it needed another discussion? Do I feel like Wendy needed to come down and insert herself? And that's when it became a whole scene that I was like, like, I really low-key wish they would have had this conversation off camera then if it was going to become this. Like, because Wendy also took it to kind of like an elevated space because they weren't like nobody was really I don't think anybody was really yelling or not even yelling but like you know like raising their voice until (laughs) Wendy came down it's like when you know Karen don't like you and you know she's automatically gonna see you kind of like as like a threat in this conversation like and I don't need you saying like how like I'm not being a good friend like it's just her input was just really unnecessary um and it did nothing to help the situation. If anything, it made it worse. Yeah, so... And Karen and Wendy already have their weird dynamic where they don't interact, <laughs> really. So she knew what she was doing by coming down there. She knew she was elevating the scene. Again, she wants the paycheck. She wants the security. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and honestly, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Um, nothing gets resolved between... Candace and Karen in case you were wondering um Wendy and Karen are even more separated than before also Wendy has on her Gucci brooch which to be fair though doesn't say Gucci it just has the Gucci B on it so you'd only know that if you know people that like Gucci but just throwing it out there Gucci's her thing who's your housewife on display Part of me wants to give it to Wendy because she is really, like, the last two episodes have really been hers. And they're really, like, focusing on her a lot. So, kind of want to give it to her. And she thinks she amped up that last scene. Want to give it to her. But, in terms of entertainment, I want to give it to Juan because of that whole ring. And 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 the cheap proposal and, like, just the exposing of the budget. I wanted to. Give um, it and I'm going to raise you on, and I'm going to say, I'm actually going to give it to um, Giselle and Jamal's relationship as like an entity in of itself. Because there's like a very big question mark for me in regards to the relationship. I don't feel the passion. We kind of dogged them for a long time. And I need them to be on display because I need, I need everyone to be watching the dynamic between the two. Something's not right. And I'm um, to the Giselle stands. But something's not quite right. I'm on her dad's side. So next week, they're all sitting around with those stupid fucking hats on. And (laughs) hashtag I'm embellished is on the table. And then it's revealed that they are going to Portugal. Um, Only Wendy knew the flag. (laughs) They're determined to like have Wendy look like the smart one. Everybody else, the dumb people, but it's fine. 
<laughs> I was with them. I was like, uh... is it? Does it like, <laughs> the Portugal flag? I don't know. Um, maybe if it was a Japanese flag and nobody got it, I'd be like, all right, y'all are kind of dumb. Or like Canada. This one? I don't know. <laughs> that could have been any European country's flag. Um, but hey. Ashley's in therapy, of course. Somebody's approaching Candace about singing on a label, and she's in tears. Um, <laughs> she said, are you crazy? He said, yeah, I am. I'm signing you. <laughs> Giselle decides to stick her nose in Karen's business under the guise of being a good friend. <laughs> and she said, I heard that you said you bailed rail out and you want your money back. That's how you come up to me? I knew something was up when she said in that confessional was like, I just want to ask Karen as a friend. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. When she has to specify why she's asking, is she's up to no good. It, why as a friend? Why not just ask? Because you're on some trash, you need That's to justify you, yourself. You so you're going to put it in you the are Wendy, as a friend you context. Say that moment and describe that moment and you interpreted it in your fucking brain that you were going to ask me like that? I heard you had to bail Ray out with your money and you want your money back. What the fuck? <laughs> She's also a terrible person. I don't understand how people don't see it. She was wasted. She thought that was going to come up huh. to the reunion. Karen and Wendy get into some sort of argument again. Tired of that. And uh, Monique is still playing the um, busy storyline next week too. But now she's instead of again dealing with her own issues about her being busy and underappreciated, she is now making it a storyline where she's angry at Candace and so now she's going to sue her back. So it's like, did you change or did you not? You didn't. I knew you didn't. But in your mind you did. But you're not even playing the I change role right. Counter sue is wild. Still upset with your relationship with Chris. It's still not working itself out because you're taking all your issues on everyone else. And because nobody wanted to go to your stupid fucking event and nobody forgave you. And because you're the villain in this story now. Now you're counter suing? Like, it's... Sheena Marie Shea is pregnant with her rainbow baby by her hot boyfriend, Hot Rock. Her hunky ass boyfriend. Brock the hunk. Um yeah. And I'm and I was like genuinely happy when I saw the news. I was like, wow. You know, people are making jokes, like some people were saying like bander bump rules and all that sort of stuff. And I got a little delightful chuckle out of that because I'm like, yeah, do all you bitches make a pack? Like everyone's pregnant at the same time. It makes sense to get pregnant with your friends at the same time. But like how often does that really get to happen? You know what I mean? Lala said on her podcast, apparently, she admitted that they did do it on purpose. She said after, like, Stassi got pregnant, they had all agreed that once one of them got pregnant, they were going to all stop, like, all try. So she got off birth control when Stassi yeah. got pregnant. So and it worked out. That's, that's true. Sheena's at, Sheena's all, this is the most, like, symbolic thing that's ever happened to Sheena on her arc on Vanderpump Rules. For her to get pregnant out of the circle, low-key. Just by accident, just so happens during their time, she's not included. That's always her storyline. She's in it, but she's not accidentally. She can't help it. She's intertwined with these people, but they also hate her. It's right. so in 
entertaining to me. Of course, she's one of the ones. They would have wanted it to be Katie over Sheena of any day. Sheena. You know that of course it's Sheena. Sheena. Now, Stassi and Sheena's kids are going to be the same age, which is a shocker. Wow. Right. And again, very full circle. Very unclear as to why Sheena's not in the circle, but whatever. <sighs> they never accepted that poor child. Another thing that's been broken on IG, but not here, is the fact that Kathy Hilton did, in fact, signed a friend of contract, allegedly, to be on RHOBH next season. Where do you stand with that news? She's entertaining because she cuts those bitches down at any point. And she's an anti-Kyler, which I can always appreciate. And so... That's the role I need her to play. I'm sorry. The only role I want to see Kathy come on is either be frenemies, like where it's kind of just tension and no one talks about it, or straight up, she just shut yeah. Kyle down. I want one of those two things. I need it. I'm hoping she's Kim, but more we'll coherent. Um, in terms of casting, also, Heather Halla Thompson is either going to be full-time or friend of. Full-time or friend of back that? in New York? Yep. Supposedly f- full-time, because with only Ebony getting added, that's only five housewives. And if Heather's filming with them, it seems like it would hmm. then be six with Heather. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, I mean, uh, I liked Heather in her relation to other people, though. That's my only thing with that. Me liking Heather is very dependent on who she's, who are her castmates and their relationships and dynamic. Otherwise, to me, it's just like a kind of like an empty filler you know what I mean people kind of bounce off of her she doesn't bounce off of people so it's kind of I don't know I'm hoping that she can come on and be a voice of reason that's the role I'm hoping she can come on and play because last season they were off the rails we needed somebody that was like this is weird no one was saying like I'm looking at you I understand this is all weird and at the very least, she can do that. I don't know, Ebony, maybe she'll be doing that too, but I'm not 100% thrilled that Heather's coming back. But again, if she plays the right, right role for me, I will like it. Yeah, but that's everything. I mean, they added an Asian woman, the first Asian woman to R-H-O-B-H as well. Her husband produced The Lion King and other Disney classics. So we're talking money, real money. Um, let me get her government so I can give her a full Isn't shout it Crystal Minkoff? Yeah, there she you go. She might be a bitch. I love that. So let's see. It's a lot of people filming for RHOBH because everyone is returning except for Denise from last season. Yeah, and they well, had a loaded They cast. need all the help they can fucking get. So that's why I'm I'm so excited because you know, halfway through the season, sometimes it's like people thought they were filming full time and they become a friend of mm-hmm. and like vice versa. You know what I mean? I'm really hoping someone we think is full, filming full time, like the roles are reversed and it's switched and we find out they're a friend of like an Erica Jane or anyone or a Lisa, no Lisa Renner, whatever, but somebody that would be fun. Hmm. Wonder what happens to Sutton. Curious. Let's see. Although I did see on Instagram that Claudia Jordan and Nene Leakes were fighting once again and that Nene didn't go to Cynthia's wedding. I hadn't known that tidbit. Um, 
Yeah, she only said she said she would only go if she got paid, and she obviously didn't. Yeah, she said I just didn't think going to her wedding was going to benefit me. That's pretty fucked up. Sad scammer. (laughs) And speaking of sad scammers, if you want to hear us talk about, (laughs) you want to hear us talk about sad scammers and other astral tidbits as well as obviously all sorts of things bravo please go listen to our girl taria on what else is going on podcast which is i guess we go podcast so w-e-i-g-o g um and we get into a whole bunch of stuff on that one too just more shit talking we talk about nini we talk about candy and phaedra talk about us we talk about bravo we talk about Satch cameras. I mean, we talk about a lot, so go listen to it. It's up now. Wow, our first Amazing. guest role. She's super sweet. So Give make us, us look good. So go She's listen super to nice, it. Nice, super. So I okay. guess that's it for now. Hope you guys were satisfied in the boudoir with just us two this time. We didn't have our our freaky threesome, but um. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is just you know the regular girl, girl. We usually give. 